Hey, welcome back to another Miami stand-up comedy talk show. We really haven't even come up with a name yet, and we're figuring it out as we go along. Miami Community Newspapers, thanks for checking in. If you guys are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and give us any kind of comments, information throughout the show. We want your feedback as it makes the show a lot better. Don't forget that Miami Stand-Up Comedy, we're more than stand-up comedy. We're a part of the community, and all month long for the month of March, we raised over $1,000 in donations for the Lotus House Women's Shelter. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that showed up to the show, especially Belin. We're going to talk about her a little bit during the show, but she came to two different shows with entire bags full of clothes, and she saw it on social media. And one show, she didn't even stay. The other show, she came back, we got her drinks, but she ordered Crown Royal, which I thought was a little expensive, but we paid for it because we love Belen and we love the fact that she cares so much about the community. Today's show, we're going to be talking about venues of the week. We're going to talk with a special guest, which I'm going to introduce in a second, but don't forget, like and subscribe and help us reach to be one of the top shows on the Miami Community Newspapers, and we'll see you guys at one of our live shows. Now, to introduce our first guest, she is a comedian, an actress, a producer. She's from New York, Miami. She's all over the place. She lives everywhere. I think she was born in Miami. Then she moved to New York. Now she's back in here living in Kendall, a.k.a. the suburbs of Mexico. Please give it up for the one and only Brittany Brave. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I said the Mexico thing because when we had your show at the Vassalette Wine Bar, uh -huh. which is bi-weekly, right? Yes, or is it bi-weekly and in Kendall. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I remember driving down Kendall Drive. I hadn't driven down Kendall Drive. I couldn't know how long. I feel like yeah. I'm going to end up in Cancun. Like yeah, I'm just right. driving and driving and driving. It just keeps going. It's either the Everglades or Cancun or something. Yeah. But how are you doing? Tell tell the Miami community newspaper community a little about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Go, well, yours. don't mind if I do. Do you know what you just did? You just told a stand-up comedian, as you know, to just talk about themselves. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be running the hour this morning. Um, No. Hi, guys. I am comedian Brittany Brave. Um, you got most of my, that's my camera. There's my camera. There she is. Um, you got most of my info, right? I These days, I don't really know where I am, but I grew up in Miami. I was born in New Jersey. I lived in New York. I lived in Miami. I did the back and forth thing. The pandemic squashed my industry and boom, now I'm in Miami full time. I'm back to being a Miamian full circle. And yeah, I'm a comedian, actress, producer, pain in the ass, complete ham. Um, not Jewish, but I can be if somebody needs me. Italian, to be. very close. Very Italian. We're very... we're we're cousins. Yes, we're cousins. We are. We are. Yeah, they do. Listen, the, the what the Jewish and Italian. Let's go over the simul the similarities. Yep. Um, a lot of guilt. A lot of guilt, often coming from the mother or yes. the matriarch of the yep. family. Yeah. Um, I will say we both throw bitchin' parties. Very good parties. A right? lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. Our weddings are very fun. Yes. Yeah. Dancing. Dancing. Um, we don't shut up. That's We're true. Aaron and I are always bop, 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 bop. Um, and you know what? We also have an affinity for the arts. I think that Italians and Jews make good art. How about they that? Do. They do yeah. make good art. Yeah. They do make good art. Speaking yeah. of art, yes. let's go into what's been going on in the city of Miami. So being, you know, going to New York, coming back to Miami, mm -hmm. Miami being open. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the comedy scene? you know, so far in this early 2021 in Miami, you know, you've been, you just mm -hmm. recently came back from New York. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how you slept. You were all over the city. You were oh, bouncing around from show to show to show to show to show to show. Yeah. 
what, what's what's going on? Do you think the similarities or differences between our two geographical locations? Yeah, I am. No, and you're very right. I'm about not sleeping. I'm taking a nap with my eyes open right now. <laughs> I'm very tired still. Um, they are. It's it's really interesting. I think that the Miami comedy scene is in an incredible place right now. Um, I can't really speak to what it was in years past, as I've done the majority of my stand up at least in New York City. Um, but I can speak to the shifts in the New York City comedy scene, which is as of today. April 2nd, the clubs are back open, you know, live entertainment is no longer super illegal, mm -hmm. at least live comedy isn't. Um, I'm pretty sure Governor Cuomo in New York has, I, I'm pretty sure he dated a comedian. Yes. Because he has, I mean, music was allowed, poetry was allowed, everything was allowed, except for comedy and exotic dancing. Those are the two things that he specifically outlawed. And I was like, this man got his heart broken. By a, by a stripper comic many, many years ago. She talked about his parts on stage, not favorably, and now he's taking it out on me, Cuomo. Whatever. He's in deep crap right now anyway, so he's just... Do you see what he's doing? Yeah. He's, like, legalizing weed and lifting curfews in New York, and I'm like, he, he just, he's just like a deadbeat dad who knows he needs to win the family back. You know how they say that marijuana kills brain cells and yeah. gets people to forget? He's like, just get high and don't worry about anything. That's what he's hoping will happen. He's like, okay, forget it, forget it, lift the curfews, get high, get drunk, go to comedy shows, forget all of my misgrievances. <laughs> That's and it. it's gonna work and it's gonna and it is gonna work because new york's just you know don't uh, listen don't take a rooftop bar and a comedy show away from new york they will be very mad yeah if they don't have i things. think the rooftop show should stay oh i do too with the, new york has an incredible independent outdoor scene right now that i think is really gonna rival the clubs shots fired i said it um i'm happy to have the clubs back open but i think that we created a monster lane for ourselves yeah so did miami yeah so did Miami. In the so let's last move into year. Miami. What do you what what do you see now with the city of Miami? Now a lot of people who watch this, you know, could be mm -hmm. in the Chamber of Commerce, could be politicians, could be venue owners. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody's looking to have a comedy show at their venue. Should I have watched my mouth? I'm sorry. No, no. Maybe they should. That's they, right. They, politicians they, are tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, what do you see with the Miami venues? With, with what we're doing or what people are doing? You yeah. Know? I I love it. I think it's at least from my short amount of experience of trying to do comedy here like two years ago, just through brief visits and stuff. Um, the scene has tripled. Um, I think that now that you don't necessarily need to be tied to New York and L.A., Miami is its own beast of a city. Um, and we all know as touring comedians and artists that you grow when you go out of your comfort zone. You're always going to grow. Doing the road is hellish because it's you don't know how your material is going to hit in Ohio or Miami or Chicago or all these different cities. So um, I think that it's great that Miami is becoming a hub. We take that pressure away from New York and L.A. Um, and it's a completely different skill set Yeah, down here. I What I hope for Miami's comedy scene is a lot of the localized humor because there was a lot of local stuff. I used to bomb on my first few shows here because I hadn't lived here in years. And I was like, I can't speak to like Brickle and Wynwood and the inside jokes about all these things. Um but I hope that maybe Miami now can go from really localizing their material to making it a little bit more general and national. Um, and I think that also too, like I hope that like New Yorkers and, and other comics from across the country come down here and learn what makes Miami tick too. Right. So and it's good for me because I got I have two homes. I'm I, I you know, I'm like a divorced. I'm never, you know. I always said my parents are happily married, but I was like, if they were divorced, that would be two Christmases, two homes. My parents were divorced. I got both. I played them against each other like Littlefinger from Game Did of Thrones. You, oh, smart, I was doing, I was, smart. I was in and out. I was, I was planting seeds. You yeah. know, I knew which one would let me do what. Divorced parents was definitely the step into like sales. 100%. You know, it was just. <laughs> 
Uh, can I go to this party? Got a note from you. Let me try another client. See if Exa I can do yes. Exactly. Well, you know what mom said? Well, you know what dad said? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And the, and the best is when they, when they didn't like each other, you know, mm -hmm. in the beginning, they mm -hmm. wouldn't talk to each other. So I didn't have to worry about like them, you know, team, anything teaming getting up on back me. to them. Right, right. Right. Oh, that's great. I see. I'm an only child. So while they're together, um, my mom and dad always would tell me whenever my mom was mad at me, she would call out my negative traits and say, "Ugh, you get that from your father. But then my father would be like, you're so arrogant, like your mother or whatever. And Again, another similarity with Italian and Jews. I'm saying another similarity. One of them's yelling about Palm Sunday in one year. The other one's yelling about Joe Biden and the other one. And I'm just in the middle like, Mungo, no, it's, it's a lot. But, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but I have two homes now in New York and Miami, so I'm very yeah. grateful. Yeah. So, so the, do you think the Miami the Miami scene is definitely growing? Um, yeah. So, if you're a venue out there in in the Coral Gables, you're in the even I think people will go as far south as maybe you know Homestead. Yeah. I know that you know I've never done a show down there, but if you're a venue and you're looking for comedy shows, you know there are people who are producing them who will put on a very quality show mm -hmm. at your venue, and it's a good way to get people in and mm -hmm. to get people a laugh. And to sell food and beverage sales, you know, I, I tell people all the time, a comedy show is just this, it's this, it's the dressing on a salad, but the salad, you know, the tomatoes, the lettuce, the onions, that's food and beverage sales. Yeah, you know, that's what makes the comedy shows tick. Yeah, and I think that's great. I, I mean, I think it's a it's a win win for independent venues, especially if you have the right producer who's organized and focused and and runs the show well. And Miami Aaron, Sam comedy. Yeah, yeah uh, and Brave. Yeah. Thank you. You're one of the best producers in Miami. Thank you. Hands down. Every room of yours is fantastic, well-organized, great comics, so many added elements, and you still manage to collect donations. That's awesome. That's how I like to produce, trying to bring everything in. It is a win-win, honestly, because I mean, for independent businesses, it's like, have us just do the work. Yeah. We'll do it. Like, right. and you really don't have to do anything other than provide the space, maybe support us with a little promo. And like, that's really it. Like, yeah. we're happy to do that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We have a, a show, as you see on, on the screen, we have the Norman's logo up there. We have a show tonight at yeah. Norman's Tavern. Mm -hmm. um, I'm co-producing that with a line unscripted. He's it, great. it was a lines room. We'd always talked about working together. He had mm -hmm. somebody else do it last time, but mm -hmm. now he wanted me to come in and kind of help and set it up. But Norman's is such a great venue. Um, they have great breakfast, they have great lunch, they have great dinner. Mm -hmm. And we also got few spirits to, you know, hook us up with some drink specials. Few spirits, you know, five dollar cocktails can't pass that or six dollar cocktails, five dollar draft beers, eight dollar old fashions from some brand I can't pronounce. Eight dollar old fashions? Eight dollar usually they're fourteen in Miami. Oh, I know. I've been drinking them like a seventy two year old man. <laughs> Okay, that's been my drink of choice lately. Orange so, in it too and everything? Or everything. No? The bitters, I like it with rye, everything. So if you're coming to the show tonight and you want to buy me a yeah. drink, hey. But Norman's is a, is a once a month show. Yeah. But besides that, you're running from uh, another room and I kind of wanted to get into, you know, eventually we'll get some graphics and some music, but mm -hmm. venues of the week. Da, 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 da. Da, I'm loving it. Venue of the week. I think the venue of the week this week is Villain Theater. And I'm going to say the venue of the week is Villain Theater because Villain Theater has survived the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Peter and Janelle's do a great job. Great I hope job. I said her name right. You know, Janellis. Janellis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and Anna as well. And Anna. Yes. Uh, they've done a great job. Team. And the reason why they are the venue of the week. Da, da, da. <laughs> Is because not only do they do, they're really transforming and really helping the stand-up comedy scene, but they're really known for their improv and their improv classes and the community they have, the very tight-knit community. And they honestly have the best theater 
in all of Miami that is even open right now mm -hmm. um, and doing everything possible from, you know, wearing the mic, you know, dressings on top and changing that, to, yeah. you know, making sure that everything is clean, contactless ordering. Yeah. You know, they do a, a really great job. And you're on a show tonight. I am. With Johnny Azari. Yes. Good friend of as mine. The headliner. Yes. New York comic, Miami comic. Yep. I think that shows at 8 p.m. tonight. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going up on the earlier side so that I can jet over to this guy show at Norman's right That's after. Right. Yeah. Um, but what do you have to say about Bill and Theater? I know you love them, but why Why do you think they're venue of the week this week? They're venue of the week in my heart every single week. I love you, Bill. And I, I can't sing their praises enough. They hear it from me all the time. Um, they are uh, a comedy theater in every sense of the word. They're one of the best places, the best place for me. I always feel right at home doing comedy there. Um, and I'm not knocking other venues. Like bar shows are great. We cut our teeth at bar shows. Um, random breweries, rooftops, all these other things help you grow as a comedian. But there is something really special about that space. And I think it's because it's improv stand-up sketch. They're all trained professionals. They run everything safely professionally it comes from a place of love um and it's the, it's the one place in miami that i constantly feel like i can actually be myself as a comedian and try out material and it's just always great i mean knock on wood i never i don't think i've ever had a bad set there watch tonight but um <laughs> but um i just i love them and i taped my very first special with them they've had my back since quarantine they had my back when i first came back to miami and gave me a ton of feature spots and guest spots and then they offered me a headlining night and i taped my first special there in november and that's going to be dropping in the summer july i believe yeah. so um i love villain they are a comedy hub they're keeping comedy alive yeah and gotta Ky go and kyle filmed his special their brain humor yeah that's right julie too. bias taped something there too a bunch of us did and so, they're actually yeah. doing um I think was a really good idea after I talked to Peter, you know, I was telling him how comedians need tape. And then after I talked to Peter outside of the club, because yeah, weeks ago, all are. of a sudden now they have tape Tuesdays. They did. I just did their tape Tuesdays. I was one of the two guest spots. I think that's in, that's incredible and integral to the growth of a comedian. That's yes. great. It's a very manageable bringer. People get to do an open mic in front of a real audience, not depressed comics who are never going to laugh because we're all depressed at open mics. So like a necessary evil. And yeah, they get a great high quality tape that they can, use take notes they're just they're doing it i love you villain they know how much i love them they I are. love them so so much yeah venue of the week, the week. <laughs> amazing so if you can't make a key probably not let's keep no going. no no that was terrible Who cares the but, glass shattered yeah it was no this is plexiglass it can't shatter <laughs> you're like no you were you were bad but this is pretty durable <laughs> so we have um yes. we have a, a a very eventful weekend it's easter weekend um oh right it is easter week today's good friday you know yep. when was ash wednesday and that's back in february oh okay it's not like sequential yeah i'm, I'm not a, a good catholic you know. i'm not a good oh it's catholic christians they don't do the ash thing i think christians do do ash wednesday well don't yeah at christians tweet live tweet us right now yeah. do you do? if you're if you know Please leave it in the comments. Please, section. Uh, yeah. Let Do you know. get into a fight with a cigarette and lose, and then call that the kickoff of Lent? Let us know. <laughs> that might be permanent after. I think it is. Yeah. Um, if you had to do any kind of plans this weekend, mm -hmm. what would your plans be hypothetically? If you had to do any kind of plan, you know, it's, we have great weather in Miami. Let's just try to plug some things. Like I know I'm catching on the spot. No, you I have, have plans this weekend. And it's not comedy. You're not, oh, okay. Damn it! Because Give that's me all your I ideal do. weekend plans. I would be out in the sun somewhere. Shaking my 
whatever it is that I'm working with and yeah. just living, being out in the sun, getting a tan. Um, that's it. Being outdoors. Yeah. What do you do in Miami if you're not doing comedy? Like in the evening time? Like what do you think are the things that people are? That's a finite amount of time because I'm literally always doing comedy. Sometimes I feel like I'm the most boring person alive because yeah. all I do, you feel like that too. All I do is work and comedy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. Um, I, I love living down here because of the weather. So if it's nice out, I'll be in a bikini somewhere whether someone wants me to be there or not. Yeah. bikini or not um i do have a lot of friends down here from high school that i grew up with i think we're we're doing a rooftop situation at some point oh. this we have pool situation um and i've been meeting to check out i don't know i was meeting to check out a metaphysical shop i'm a little bit of a What's i love that? so i'm into i'm gonna lose everybody here with this I know. I'm into astrology and tarot and all of those kind of you things. Are. You are? Do you still do your tarot show? I do. I do. Improvised tarot, comedians bullshit, BS tarot readings. It's great. Very fun. Um, I know everyone's like, obviously, the white girl's talking about the stars, but whatever. There's a cool, it's called Five Sisters. I don't know if anybody, it's, it's, it seems like a very cool spiritual metaphysical shop. Okay. Um, and my best friend and I were going to go be little gypsy what do you want me to do catholicism failed me i'm going to a metaphysical shop on easter weekend i'm probably going to eat meat today to make my good friday a great friday so that's my weekend okay my weekend is getting my mom very mad at me because i did not follow any good friday stipulations probably laying in the sun and getting drunk and then going to a metaphysical shop to find crystals to heal me of my sadness so there's my weekend that's amazing thank you if i had an ideal weekend it would be somewhat similar to that besides the astrology i don't think i don't i don't believe in the astrology stuff even though my mm -hmm. sister was a witch when she was younger and i was a wiccan so I used to practice witchcraft a little bit. Okay. So I even did a freeze spell on a teacher once. I took a hair, put it in a plastic bag, put it in the freezer, and we did a spell. My sister was very much into that. She's a professional artist now. It's like yeah, kind of yeah. Um, you know, and I've always thought, you know, an astrology thing is kind of weird. Imagine going to your doctor and he's like, you're like, what's what's wrong with me? He's like, well, let me read your tarot. You know, and he just. I would be. Oh, I would be on board with that. I've been asking my gynecologist to do that for years. Like, I'm I like, am I pregnant? Read my card. I see cancer, and you're like. Is it benign, malignant? He goes, no, 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 just the That's cancer sign. sign. Right, right. I see you have a Taurus on top of your Aquarius, but it's very Sagittarius. Yeah, I get it. But we have to get into this for a second. If you don't mind me tossing it, you no. were a Wiccan and you conducted spells. Yeah. And now you do not believe in astrology. So your pendulum has swung buddy yeah yeah well that's because back then we wore baggy clothes wore all black you know <laughs> there was like a rock and roll thing back then like yeah i had a goth rock, face you know? i had a goth face that, that's when i yeah. wore my hoodie and my headphones my parents couldn't talk to me yeah you know, it was just screaming music in my ears <laughs> and then and then it changed you know and i evolved and you know is I, that your alter ego angsty aaron angsty aaron i'm very anxious hashtag angsty aaron if you're tuning but in right my now. sister still rose tarot and i love when she reads my tarot Ooh, cards you know so i gotta I, hang out i love your yeah, sister and her and her um her husband or fiance also does tarot stuff oh, digital tarot things we like, love that yeah they're they're all into i didn't stuff. know that i love your sister very talented artist very talented yeah. now i'm gonna hit her up about tarot musings and yeah stuff you like should that. and she would love that stuff yeah she loves it but my ideal weekend i'd be on a boat i've never been on a boat in miami i've Me never been either. invited on a boat you know if you want to invite me on a boat i'll go on your boat as long as 
you provide life jackets. I hate when I see people out there with no life jackets. Yeah, that's a little scary. That's a little YOLO. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a life jacket for me, I'll be the one nerd wearing my orange (laughs) life jacket. And they'll be like, you know, the boat's not moving. I'm like, you (laughs) know. But we have to be careful. (laughs) Yeah. That's so Miami, too. A boat in Miami. They're like, we have Bacardi. We have Kettle One. We have all the drugs. Like, where's the life jackets? And they're like, oh, come on. We don't have room for that. We don't have room for that. Don't be such a suck. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd be on a boat. Boat if I could, and I would be at a park. I think we have beautiful weather this weekend. We do, you know, unbelievable weather this weekend. Yeah, and I think that people should be outside as much as possible. Yeah, it's going to get so hot. It is, and it's a little breezy today though too. So use those sweaters, Miami, that you only get to use like twice a year. So That's right. today's the day. You know, whip out that cardigan. That's you know? right. And also, I'd go to Heartland. Have you been to Heartland? I have not. Heartland is in the designed. Uh, Arts and Innovation District. It's a like little mm-hmm. Haiti area up there, like above Morningside and, and Mismo, which yeah. is like a little bit north. Yeah. Great outside venue. Always have live music. That's awesome. And they have great ice cream with like fried bananas or something like that. I remember oh, last time. Oh my there. gosh. Oof. I love cogging my arteries ordering. for the live arts. Yes. yes I love amazing. that. That's great. Uh, Tommy, how much time we got? 10 minutes. <gasps> Tight let's, 10. Let's close it out with what we have coming up. You have show fields coming up. I do. April 14th. Yes. How, how does that show fields thing work? I know show fields is like the most interesting gallery or the most interesting space. Story what is there? In the world. In the world. Dare they have a slide. I, I went down the slide, which was great. They have art. My sister had art in there for a little bit. Yes. Her husband has art in there. Actually, in the green room. You know that maze thing you saw back there? I do, there? yeah. That was his work. That's super cool. Um, okay. How did well? How did the show feels thing work out? And you know, what do you expect from that show as it continues to grow as a monthly show? Like, what do you want to see from it? Like, yeah. prime location on Lincoln Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to see locals there? Do you want to see tourists there? You don't care as long as people pay. Like, what 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 do you want from the show field show? Aaron Shapiro asking the pressing questions mm. that Brittany Brave hasn't quite thought of yet. No, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Um, I worked for Showfields. It is the most interesting store in the world, or so it claims to be. I think it delivers. Um, in New York, their flagship store is in New York. I was. An actor and then I led their experiential side with Tam Grin who's the real lead of the experiential I led like the actors um and then they opened up a Miami location I think it's even better suited for Miami since it's so art heavy and aesthetics heavy and yeah it's on Lincoln Road it's a really interactive store that tries to give digital brands temporary physical pop-up space so they don't break the bank on rent but they get to have an in-house marketing team bring their brand to life it's great um really cool brands really cool vibe and yeah they i had i kept in touch with their team and they wanted me to bring comedy into their event space so i would like for this room to be um I think the arts do really well when they piggyback off of each other. Right. I used to work in the music business and music on its own when the sales started to decline for physical sales or people were streaming or ripping music, yada, yada. We figured out quickly that if you put music in other avenues, that's where it really flourishes, right? Like commercial, sports, yep. fashion. Video games. So, video games, anything, correct. Um, I think it's like that with comedy too. So just trying to create a really unique space where comedians can actually be comfortable and be heard and pull in all these other, these, it's a it's a really cool, gorgeous room. I don't care who's there, locals, tourists, whatever. Um, I just want people who want it, who want comedy. Let's yeah. say that not a night out who want to hear comedy and yeah, have well, a full. That's experience. a good question. Yeah. Who is someone that wants comedy? Like who is who is the ideal person who wants comedy? Like you know, what do you think that person is? Like obviously, yeah, you know, I hear a lot from people when I'm producing shows. They go, I didn't even know Miami had comedy. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, yes, we do. And they're like, we love comedy. Mm. And I'm always like, what do you love? 
about mm-hmm. the comedy. What is it about comedy? But you definitely have to be somebody who enjoys hearing, you know, uh, over the top thoughts or, yeah. you know, uh, poignant ideas that are kind of mixed and twisted mm-hmm. or things that you might not be fully comfortable with or agree with. Right. Right. Yeah. For a comedy show. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. Yeah. So who, yeah. do you, who do you think is the ideal? I have, I've had, you know, at the Mighty, we had at least three couples that just came back every mm-hmm. time. And they're like, we love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, what do you love about Albie Dominguez? Like, you know, what is it that you oh! love about, you know, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you He's love so about? Funny. He's funny. He's like, well, What do you love about, you know, Carlos Hernandez? What do you love about? They're so funny, Val those Knight? boys. Yeah. So it's always like, what do you love? Like, what is it that you love? Because everyone. Oh, they're funny together too. I watched their videos together. Has a different theme, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has a different style. Like our shows. If yes. It's a, if it's a showcase show. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. What is it that you think people are looking for when they come to a comedy show? I think it's a agreed on that Miami hasn't always been a traditional comedy scene. I think that's kind of what you're you're getting at, yeah. right? That a lot of it hasn't had a massive scene. It has a huge nightlife scene, art scene, all this kind of stuff, outdoor DJs, scene. DJs, music, that's what we're known for. 100% ultra music festival yep. that I did many drugs at and then had a panic attack in high school, but that's a story for next week. Um, I think that um, Miami is going, everyone's here. It's yeah. open. It's warm. The economy's thriving. I think this is a really ripe opportunity to teach people how to be comedy goers and how to go out to a comedy show for comedy, but not necessarily for a night out. Right. Um, and by the way, we encourage, we like had that in New York too. Like I had a lot of people and New York is a Mecca for comedy that would be like, I've never been to a comedy show. And for some reason it's the art form that people are like, I'll go to a concert. I went to an open mic or or whatever, but comedy, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm just afraid it's going to be bad or I'm going to be picked on or it's like all this kind of stuff. Um, So I think that this is a really empowering time for Miami to make the people here comedy fans. Not going out. It's cool to go out for a night out. It's cool to go out for a drink. All of that's awesome. Obviously, we want you to have fun, but I think it's a really good time to curate the people of Miami to like respect comedy. There's so much of it popping up everywhere. Our comedians are growing. People from New York, LA, and everywhere are moving here, visiting here. How do they respect comedy? That's my that's that's my question. How do they respect comedy? Right. So yeah, this is the one thing that is my pet peeve that I do not like when I when we have a show. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, The comics going and telling audience members to be quiet at a bar show. I'm always like, remember, guys, this is a bar first. And a pop-up comedy show second, you know, and a lot of people don't know the etiquette of right. being quiet and listening and you right. have to, you know, tell your jokes over chatter mm-hmm. and tell your jokes over, you know, people talking. And if you can get them to be silent and you know, you got something, um, right. but what, what do you think that, you know, how, how do you tell someone to come to a comedy show to listen, you know, heckling yeah. is, you know, you don't want to heckle too much. But I don't mind it. I don't mind a little heckling. I think a little heckling is good. It can be fun. It can yeah. be fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, they're paying attention, you know, a heckler. At least you you elicited a reaction. Um, That's interesting that you say that. So to your point, yeah, I think that there's differences between a dedicated space for comedy and then somewhere where comedy happens to be. Yeah. So I think like my goal with Showfields and Laughs on Lincoln is a dedicated space for comedy. Right. That store shuts down. Nothing else is happening. It's ticketed. You're here for that. Um, I agree with you. At a bar show, they could be there for a drink and they get the comedy sprung on them. You can't really tell them to shut up. They maybe don't want to really, if they don't like it, they can leave kind right. of thing, you know? Right. Um. So I think it's about, we we need to have more rooms that are there exclusively for comedy, going out of the way to find different kinds of venues, um, communicating that comedy is going to be there, raising the ticket price, stuff like that helps people. 
And there's always going to be people who don't respect what it is that we do. Right. They see us up there with the microphone. They think, I could do that. I, I could stand and talk. Uh, I made people laugh before. Like, it's every guy I've ever gone on a date with, you know? He's like, hey, I told a joke in my corporate happy hour and it fucking crushed, you know? And I'm like, okay, take the mic, buddy. Um, yeah, so I think, I think it's getting there. I think more rooms that are dedicated for comedy, a good host that whips the audience into shape, all that kind of stuff. Who's your your ideal ideal consumer that comes to a show? What are you looking for in your ideal person who comes to a show? Single, <laughs> male, <laughs> great credit score. No, but you know, um, that's hard in Miami. The credit score thing. It's hard in New it's York hard too. In, I, but ideal, ideal, ideal person. Yeah, I preheat my oven. It's the same number as my credit score. Yeah. Again, a combo for another time. Um, someone who's always been a comedy fan consumes comedy. I would love if it's maybe not their first comedy show. They're okay. a little bit seasoned, at least for my show fields room. Okay. Right. Um, and yeah, they're not looking for a night out to get like sloshed and whatever, whatever you do when you leave, that's your business. But um, somebody who really has an interest in comedy yeah. and not just a night out. Yeah. That's what I would say. And again, single, good relationship with his mother, decent credit score, huge assets you know what i mean things like that things like that my, my ideal is couples i love when couples come to oh, comedy yeah, that's shows because fun. you yeah. know as a couple when you go out and you've been together for two or three years you really don't want to talk to each other right you, know, you want to go out and you want the entertainment to happen around you sure. and then you have something to talk about when you leave yeah that's but true. you don't you know while you're it's there, a great first date it's a it's a great first date you think so it's, it's a dangerous it's first date. It's fun for us when yeah. it's the first date. <laughs> it's very fun for me. But anyways, yeah. yeah. But ideal couple would be, a, would be a couple that are there to have a few drinks, have a dinner, you know, who want to support local business, who want to support local entertainment. Yeah. And like hearing, you know, like like to laugh and like to take things nonchalant and not so serious and to have a good time. I agree. You know? And friend groups are fun too. But for the love of all things holy girls, when you go out in a friend group to a comedy show, get the catching up done before or after the show. <laughs> okay, please. I don't want to be doing my set in here. No way. Did he text back? I can't believe it. Like, that's great. Save it for after the show. That's Do you all. like people recording your sets? Or no. do you want people to have their phones away from them the whole time? No phone out? Or are you okay with them taking a picture or a photo or video? A photo is fine. Video, do not do that. PSA, do not do that. Because Why? a lot of us are working on specials, working on material. Things are not honed yet. The most cringeworthy thing is when it's a brand new joke that I know is not killing yet. And it ends up on someone's Instagram story. And I'm like, damn it. That's not even a good moment of me on stage. You know? So just be... Like a concert too. It, people are always, you know, I'm like, my God, just be, be present. Yeah. Just be there in that second. Sometimes I want to like take their phones away during yeah. a show. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Time. What are we doing on time? We're done. We're, We're going to wrap it up. So the venue of the week ba -ba 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 was Villain, Villain Theater. Theater. Make sure you guys check out Villain Theater. Brittany's going to be there tonight, but honestly, they have shows pretty much seven days a week, I believe. I yes. believe. And they have a new improv class that's starting in April. Tons and they also do stand-up comedy classes. Um, and they do a lot for the community as well. And if you want to come to a Miami stand-up comedy show, just go to MiamiStandupComedy.com. Go to Miami stand-up comedy on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And we will love to have you there. And don't forget, every single show that we do, we do something with the community. It's going to be either raising donations for the homeless or maybe we do something with food banks. But for right now, it's the homeless because uh, when I call them and I talk to them, so many of them are 
having an increase in calls of people who are like, I need help. You know, my industry is closed. I can't work. I can't, you know, I don't have money. You know, I'm, I'm in trouble. Times are tough. So that's yeah. why I think, you know, the best way to get people into your comedy shows is to invest in the community. And if you invest in the community, people will invest in you. I think it's a, a quid pro quo. See, comedy's not that evil, everybody. No, not okay. that evil. I'm Aaron the Speaker. Thank you guys for checking out the Miami Community Newspaper. This is Brittany Brave. You can find us tonight at Norman's on the beach at 8 p.m. We'll have Jules playing music. Then we'll have the comedy show at 9. Brittany will be there after her show at Villain Theater, which starts at 8 p.m. Come hang. Until next time, we got to thank Tommy, our producer. we got to thank Grant Minahan for making it possible. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys in a week or so. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and let us know how the show is doing and anything you want to talk about. And if you're in a venue and you want some comedy, contact us, and we'll produce a show there. Until next time, stay safe. Happy Easter. Happy holidays. Happy Passover. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.